Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Maesta Panels, Chapter 34 The Crypt of Santa Reparata, named for the old basilica the present church was built over, was opened to tourists as part of a general all-access ticket pass to the entire cathedral complex. At this late hour, tourists were prevented by two uniformed attendants from entering the crypt area. The few remaining tourists still present in the catacomb were slowly being ushered out by the same attendants. Wade leaned against the wall at the entrance to the crypt until the attendants were preoccupied with departing sightseers. Seizing the opportunity, he took Julia's forearm and led her past the distracted guardians into the fluorescent-lit stone chamber beneath the floor of the church. They quickly walked past several large information stellas and wound a path through ancient ruins, including the tomb of the cathedral's famous dome builder, Filippo Brunelleschi. The pair hastily maneuvered through many glass-enclosed displays towards the farthest end of the exhibition section. Now safely shielded from the entrance attendants, Wade looked for a nook or cranny that would allow them to remain hidden beyond closing hours. David, Julia whispered, look, the work area. She had noticed a placard hanging on the front of a metal-linked chain barring entrance to a dimly lit corridor, warning in Italian that access beyond this point was off-limits. Their eyes met in agreement. They gently stepped towards the opening, violated the protective chain, and skirted down the narrow stone hallway towards four tapered steps that led directly down into an open archaeological dig site. Chapter 35 Julia's adrenaline-fueled breathing was heavy as she negotiated the downward steps and stood with Wade in the middle of a working archaeological site strewn with modern equipment. Although absent of workers, it was obvious that the site was not abandoned or yet closed, as Tristan predicted would happen in a few days. The enclave was not cold and damp, as one would expect, but very warm and dry, most likely due to the portable dehumidifier displaying its efficacy with a green light emitting diode and droning sound. Wade scanned the site several times. He made a mental inventory of its above-ground freestanding tombs and work tables, covered with documents. He encouraged Julia to examine the various inscriptions on the tombs, while he instinctively directed his attention to the different books and papers left by the workers. They reunited after a few minutes, their efforts having borne no results. Experts believe that Giotto lies buried somewhere in this complex, Wade explained, but his gravesite has never actually been found. Over the years, bones have been unearthed with some specialists connecting them to the master, but there is no definitive consensus on the whereabouts of his grave or remains. The actual location is still unconfirmed or in dispute. While some are convinced that Giotto's bones were recently reburied with honor near the grave of Brunelleschi, others are highly skeptical, including me. Also, 
if this excavation site where we now stand had found something about his resting place, it would have been publicly announced as an important discovery. But that has not happened. Therefore, we must assume that he's buried elsewhere. But where? Julia asked, joining him next to the worksite map table. And how is his tomb going to help us in our search? And why? Their private conversation was interrupted by the distant sound of a mechanized male voice announcing the closure of the crypt to all tourists. The voice repeated the announcement several times in multiple languages. Let's stay here until they close the crypt. Are you crazy, David? We can't stay here all night. We will if we have to. Anyway, we can't leave and go back to the hotel. It isn't safe. David, before I agree to this, you have to tell me what you were looking for down here and how you think finding it will help us. Fair enough, said Wade, about to begin his explanation just as the lights went out. Julia gasped, froze, and immediately thought to herself, I'm locked inside an old crypt with dead people in pitch darkness. This is not a good thing. No. Not a good thing at all. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.